Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. I'm Laura. And Laura, you're back two weeks in a row. Huzzah. Yeah. Yay. Surprise. Uh, will you be back next week? No. Sorry. Sorry. Some of us have to work for a living. Yeah, I just work for play. Like, for this laptop that I'm using now. So oh, I spent yeah. play money on it. So. I forgot to ask you how your new laptop was doing. Uh, so We're going to so find good. out. We'll see how the editing goes tonight if it speeds up the editing, which if it's any indicator of basically other things I've done on this, yes, it should edit a lot faster. Like instead of clicking and waiting five minutes to click again, she'll click and wait maybe five seconds then click again. We'll see. I don't know how you lasted this long. Um, Cheapness. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't want to spend it just for the podcast, but this is also good enough now. I can play games on it, too, and other things. And Only our attempt to get better internet had worked. Yeah, but, I mean, one, one step at a time. Yep. So, But here we are. Uh, we're back again. And, yeah, we, we're going to change up the order a little bit today. Um, normally, we do a theme, and then this week's books, and then a book club, and then Heroes of the Week. Uh, we're going to save the theme towards the end of the show because the theme is going to be a spoiler-filled discussion of the new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder. So, like, all right, well, just in case you don't want spoilers because it just came out, then we'll save that to later. Uh, so we're going to start off with books that came out this week, Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Happy anniversary, Mark and Angie. Today's their anniversary day. Oh, oh I didn't know. Happy anniversary. That. Yeah. Uh, so... What came out this week that stood out to you, Jared? What's one that stood out to you? Uh, the first one was Mandalorian number one. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I just want to mention it. Uh, to keep it simple. Well, I, I'm willing to say one spoiler with it, and that's if you're looking for 100% original story, this is not necessarily that. This is within the TV series yes. timeline of stuff. Yes. So I think that's the best way to put that. Yeah, I would say so. Yep. So it's not like, oh, Mandalorian interacting with Han Solo. That's no, not what nothing this like is. that. Eh, this is, you You know the characters that are it in could here. could evolve into that. Right. We don't know. Uh, but this is the first comic book appearance of Mando. Mandalorian. So uh, take that however you like. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. One, a quick one that I would mention is uh, Marvel Fortnite Zero War, issue number two. Uh, issue one came out. Just over a month ago, I think. And it's the same deal as the Batman Fortnite stuff, which we will discuss later on today. Mm -hmm. uh, but it comes with different Fortnite codes also. So if you're like, hey, kid, random kid that is playing the game, do you want the code? Well, just buy the comic. And hopefully you read the comic and hopefully you enjoy the comic too. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I think it's a five-issue series. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh Laura. I have a question first. Okay. Does it say what the code will give you on each one, or it, is it like a surprise? It does not. Uh, okay. The book itself does not say, but I think if you go to their website, I think they tell you what, what comes with it. Uh, the first one came with a Spider-Man skin. This one comes with a Iron Man-themed gun skin. Okay. So whenever you pick up that gun, like, oh, it looks like Iron Man colors. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, don't, I just wanted to know what the Spider-Man ones were. Yeah, uh, as of right now, just the first one. I don't know what else they're going to do. Hopefully they'll do more because... All the Spider-Man. All the Spider-Man. That's kind of our shtick. So in case you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. And you're going to hear a lot about Spider-Man, especially when Laura's on the episode. Sorry, kind of. It, yeah. is, it is what I know. It's what hey, you know and love, so that's okay. I talk a lot about it. Why the last man, Nightwing, we... We went through how much saga. <laughs> so, <laughs> to Adrian's delight. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a lot of saga. 
<laughs> yeah, we need to get back into Saga. Yeah. For Adrian. For Adrian's sake. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Laura, what, what's that to you this week? Um, I'm going to go with Above Snakes, number one. It was by Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman, and it's an image comic. I actually, I was kind of, just struck me as a, a fairly standard Western uh, man was wronged by the Above Snakes gang, and he goes out and seeks revenge. But it seemed like there were some twists and turns along the way. The biggest thing that I that stood out to me in it, like, I think you said the art kind of graded on you. You weren't a big fan of it. But one little piece of art that I did like was at one point they they made this angle so that you could see the reflection of what was happening in the knife the guy was threatening the person with. And, like, even the speech bubble was reflected oh, in wow. that. Oh, that's cool. In the that's knife. pretty cool. So, like, the person's talking and holding the knife, and you see what the person they're threatening is saying, oops, sorry, in that speech bubble. So That's cool I, to see. That, that yeah. is pretty cool. I don't think I've seen any books that have done that. Where Neither it have I. Does that, to yeah. that extent. Oh, I was going to say you did, but you didn't get that far. Yeah. But see? Should well, have saying, stuck it I'm out. I'm saying uh, I don't think I've seen other books that have done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that's a cool aspect to that word. I've seen things like, oh, it's, you see just like they're talking into a mirror. Maybe you see a little bit like that, but not like, mm. oh, in the reflection of a knife even. So mm. that's cool. Oh, and one last little thing. I was flipping through the advertisements at the back too. And I'm excited for one that's supposed to come out in August called Golden Rage. And it says it's Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls. So we're going to have to look out for that one. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds, that sounds ridiculous and amazing. Like. Uh, admittedly, though, I've still have not watched Golden Girls. Uh, yeah, but you saw the Star Wars holiday special, so if you've seen B. Arthur, that's that's true. Yeah, we, unfortunately, I saw the Star Wars holiday special. And, <laughs> yeah. That is a thing I've seen a couple of times, actually. <laughs> well, one of the times was sober, but <laughs> that's uh, your fault. Yeah, well, that was, was the, your choice. Uh, this is the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, I want to know what. No, I shouldn't want to know what's going on. Because I don't think they even knew what was going on when they made it. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's technically the very first ever appearance of Boba Fett. So that is a good thing that came out of the Star Wars holiday special. I don't think I realized that. Yep. Okay. Because he didn't show up until uh, Empire Strikes Back, right? Right. But but he was in the holiday special and I think it was animated, his portion. Yes. Because it was It wasn't weird, live action. It was weird, like, pastel colors yeah. that he was in. Like, it was not good. Mm. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, you YouTube. have to look it up on YouTube because it doesn't exist anywhere else uh, because it only aired on television one time ever that it did so poorly. George Lucas was like, all right, get, pull it off, destroy the tapes. This never existed. But yay, people recording things and it existed. I Disney love... Plus doesn't have it? Nope. Nobody mm. has it. I love the story. I don't know if it's true, but that... um. Uh, Carrie Fisher, when she had parties, when it got towards the end of the night and she wanted to scare people off, she actually has a copy herself, like one of the few that <laughs> yeah. exists, and she'd throw it on so that people would be like, oh, yeah, time to go. Like, can't stand this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if that's a true story or not, but boy, I wish it was. I hope yep. so. That's, I love spreading rumors. Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good legend right there. And I can see Carrie Fisher doing that. Absolutely. Uh, so other than Star Wars Holiday Special then, uh, Jared, what else came out this week that you... 
enjoyed. A uh, big one that was on my list is 8 Billion Genies number three. This yeah. book has been solid. Issue after issue. I'm going to tag team with you on this one because this is my pick yeah. of the week as well. This has been such a good series. I mean, we're on uh, issue three of eight. Uh, by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Yep. That explains it. Yep. I, I mean, we've got the moon-eating Santa Claus in this one. Well, just for clarify, uh, it starts with saying <laughs> this is the first eight days of right. recap slash what's going on. Uh, human population was originally 8 billion, I believe, and now it's 6 billion, 23,047. Yep, and genie population is four million or four billion nine hundred one million. So roughly wow. one billion genies already granted wishes, or they couldn't grant wishes because whoever had the genie died. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a great one where it is following the a lot of it follows the story of the guy that left the bar. He wished for armor that could protect him to do he his. He wished for everything he would need to survive in this world. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Or basically made him a soldier of murder right. fortune that yep. can handle everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it follows him going around a lot. And then it does, again, each issue, they kind of clarify the rules a little bit more. Yeah. Um, where we see Jim Morrison of The Doors. We see, I forget what the writer, what her name was. Um, um, yep. She's in there, but I don't Yeah, I can't think of it now. And it, other famous dead people like, oh, okay, well, you find out they only stay alive, though, for a certain point after, like, say I wish them to be alive. If I died, that bringing them back, they'll only stay alive for so long until that wish wears out. Basically, yeah. runs out of fuel and they, they disappear. They're dead also. Yeah. Now, wait, your wish only runs out if you die? Correct. Or? Okay. Yeah. So, like, for example, one of the characters in the previous issue, he wished for his wife to be alive again. Yep. So, it'd be him, his wife, and his kid alive. And they find out, oh, well, if he dies, I mean, she's going to die also, mm-hmm. eventually. Like, whenever he dies, like, it'll be shortly after. So she's tied to him from that standpoint. Okay. So if, say, I were to wish Freddie Mercury alive, he'd only be, exist until I die. Then shortly after that, he would disappear as well. Although I have to wonder, with someone famous like that, if multiple people would wish him alive. Yeah, they didn't really say that. Other than the previous issue, they... Talk about where wishes overlap. Yeah, there's yeah. overlap, and they'll some can cancel each other out. Right. So, but they, they didn't really mention with bringing someone back of how that no. would, like who would tie that into would it go to the longest or or say I wish for Freddie Mercury back, you wish for him back, we both get our own at that point. Right. I, yeah. What if I'm in California and you're in New York and right? I mean, joint custody. It's right. plausible then that that's how that works because since they are not necessarily the real beings, right. Um, Clone saga. Yeah. <laughs> or I would laugh at it better. Like, oh, yeah, they wish for them alive, but they were buried. So they're back in their grave and they're going to die again because they're. Ooh, that reminds me of Buffy spoilers. Do you uh, want any? Uh, it's been out for over 20 years. So when, when they wished her back alive, she was buried. So she had to dig her way out of her coffin. Yeah. yeah that was a gross episode. Yeah. So like I'm, I, I would think that, I don't know if I would choose that point. Okay. He's alive. Well, where is he? You have to wish him here now because he's, or what if they were cremated then? Or you know, like, oh. how would that work? Or, you know, even if they've been dead for a hundred years, their body's so decomposed, there's nothing but dust left. Zombies. Right. That's a Mozart joke. That, I think that's why they do the, okay, they just poof out of existence. Yeah. They poof in. They're not the real real, but they're real enough. Yeah. For that argument. 
But yeah, this is a eight issue miniseries. Uh, issue three. I just like the world building that they've done with it and yes. the rule start. Like they are, they are slowly making a more defined rule structure yes. as it goes. But it makes sense. It's not like oh, we we missed something. We better go retcon that. It's not like that at all. They're actually building this right to whatever conclusion we're coming to. Well, and the son of the wife that was wished back alive, he's like he's been waiting this whole time, like these eight days, to figure out what's going on, and he's like, okay. I could wish, you know, dad, you'd be immortal, but I've, ne- I've read enough comic books to know that does not end well. Right. Like, <laughs> for you, like, you'll be miserable. So, what can I do? And the wish he comes up with makes a lot of sense. Yes, it and does. And you can tell other people have that same track of it at the end as well. Yep. And I don't want to say it because that was, like, the very end. But, right. Oh. That's kind of like the cliffhanger for this issue. Yeah. So. Um, one thing, another thing I really liked is... One guy is, oh, I should see the internet. What's going on around the world? And everyone's like, really? The world's destroyed. There's no way the internet's still working. But it does because the guy, the bar owner, he wished nothing could affect affect what's going on inside. So if you had the internet before, you have internet after still. So even though the whole world could be, there is no internet if you leave the building. Well, in here it still works. So like, that's kind of cool. Like, okay, well, who's posting it to work then? And who's doing what? But Elon who Musk. Knows? Who, well, who knows what other million wishes may have. <laughs> yeah. The internet like, works there. It's got to work somewhere else. The right. internet is a magic dump truck anyway, so. Like, imagine if someone wished, hey, I want to be an internet celebrity. Okay, but no one has the internet anymore. Well, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm a MySpace hit. Oh. Here comes Facebook. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, ugh. Or, hey, I'm, I have one million followers on Vine. No, no one does that anymore, so. It's like, well, but at least he has the internet. He can look up and Google stuff. Like, okay, I don't know how to do whatever. Here we go. So, like, that was a good... I still have to say that's possibly the best wish that was made in the entire book was that guy said, nope, everything's safe in here. Yep. Done. So, it's really cool. I like yeah. it. Three issues in. I'm still excited for more. It's going strong. Um, I'm not sure if they'll still be on the shelves in the future. Uh, usually after three, we get subs only, but Hey, you could order it yourself and we can try to get them back, get back issues for you. Yep. And Laura, anything, anything else stand out to you this week? I know you didn't have a whole lot of time this morning to read. Yeah. And didn't particularly like what I read. Um, I was, I read daredevil in case you talked about it, but if you're not going to talk about it, and the only thing I can say is Spider-Man was in that book, so I like that. It was a good team up with Spider-Man. Uh, that's Daredevil number one by Chip Zdarsky. Yep. Um, he wrote the previous Daredevil series and the uh, Devil's Reign. Devil's Reign, yep. I, I keep wanting to say Dark Reign, but no. I, that's where I was leaning. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> the Devil's Reign. So it's following up of what the fallout of Devil's Reign and what is going forward with uh, Daredevil and Elektra and their whole shtick of things. And there and the stick because he's in it too. Oh yeah, the stick of things and the shtick of things. Uh, so yeah, those are the big books that came out this week. I do want to throw out uh, a couple of reprints that came out this week. Um, DC versus Vampires. They they did volume one and volume two, which consists of the cat knocking over stuff. <laughs> uh, but the DC <laughs> he's fine. The DC uh, Vampires thing was um, issues one through three collected and then four through six. They do like, they're doing mini trades of them sort of thing at like six or seven bucks. So I think it's a cool, yeah. like, okay, if you didn't follow the singles originally, but you're interested now and you don't want to wait for the trade per se, it's a nice little happy medium. Yeah. Um, DC started doing that with the Tom Taylor book, 
not Dark Ages, but the Dark Knights of Steel. Yes. They did it with Dark Knights of Steel. Like, oh, that's interesting. So they're, they're trying new formats. Like, okay, yeah. a blend between singles and trades. Like, this is kind of interesting. It's a discounted price, but it's still not fully traded. So you can get a faster turnaround on it. I'm really intrigued by it, so I think it's a cool... It's a good concept. It's making a bigger story a little more affordable than spending the trade price on it when it's completed. And you don't have to wait nearly yeah. as long, too. For right. Them. So, I don't know. We'll see how, how it really works for yeah. them. Well, I, I, I think it's a good concept. I'm curious to see them doing it in other books. Um, i personally not a huge fan of DC Vampires. Um, I always compare it to Deceased. I yeah. know Adrian loves it, but... I. For me, zombies and vampires are so similar. Okay, I got I got my itch scratched with deceased. I don't really care for the vampire myself. Yeah, I've never been big into vampire stories, but Adrian says it's pretty good. Um, the art's good in it. I know uh, from what I flipped through, it's got some in- interesting concepts, but I I haven't read it to really say if it's good or not. You know. Well, you know why I don't like vampire stories, right? Because they suck. Yeah, you got it. You remembered from when we did the Vampire State Building? Yes, I did. Good job. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are some of the, those are the big highlights that came out this week, and there are many other things that came out. Uh, let us know what you thought that came out this week that you enjoyed that we may have missed. Uh, so we will move on to the book club section of the podcast where we're talking about Batman Fortnite. Uh, Batman Fortnite uh, Zero Point yep. right is the subtitle. Yep. Uh, it is a six issue miniseries that. Uh, DC published like I want to say a year ago, maybe two years ago, even at this point. I think it was during COVID, wasn't it? Uh, was it right before? I think it was post COVID. Was it post? Well, I mean, technically, we're still mid, but yeah, 2021. You're right. Okay, so yeah, it was 21. Um, overall thoughts, Laura, what'd you think? I know you're not a huge DC reader, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought it was going, I was going to because there was. There was good reasoning to it. It had purpose. At the end, you found out like what what was driving the the reasoning. Kinda. I think there's still more. I have more questions, but there you knew someone was behind it and that they had a plan. And I thought that was nice because Fortnite itself, when you play it, you're like, why does this just keep happening? And that was the question Batman kept asking as he was stuck in like kind of like a time loop, sorta. It was very um, Groundhog Day. Yeah. But with the exception that he doesn't, re- he loses memory every time too. Like Groundhog Day, oh, at least yeah. Bill Murray would remember everything. Yeah. This, he forgets everything. So he has to put the clues together when you're forgetting everything. How do you do that mm-hmm. sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, I did think it was kind of interesting how his clues remained as well. Because it seemed like so many other things, like objects reset, but not what he scrawled on. Right. Physical so. things would. Stay intact. Like he set up a bat cave of sorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was able to leave notes. Uh, he was, like you said, uh, engrave things like on his armor. So whenever he'd wake up, okay, find cat, find the cat. Okay. What cat are we talking about? Yeah. I like the one scene where there were two cats and he's like, this one or this one? Hmm. Well, there's not and that. One. There's the human female or this weird like costume one. I'll go with the human female because he, he, he's a guy. He's a heterosexual male. He's like, all right, I'm going with the female. They also said that as they were going through the different loops, emotions are something that sticks around. Like, yeah. he can't forget Catwoman somehow. Right. Like he, And they even said that the first loop he went through, 
Like he saw her and he's like, I know I, this woman. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but I can tell we belong together. We gotta, we gotta do this. We've got history. Yeah, and I guess. Am I jumping around too much if yeah, I go no. to the end? Yeah, I mean, it's a full discussion on it. So. Yeah. 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 Sorry that sometimes I, I like to try to discuss things in some sort of order, but this kind of flows a little bit, except that I just ruined it. But I, I also loved at the end when they had the choice to escape and Catwoman was kind of like, what we have now is good. What if when we go through, it's not good? We could ruin everything to yeah. the real world that we wake up to could not be this paradise of sorts. Yeah. yeah. And then when they got through, she's like, I hate you. I, I was right. I told we, you we should have stayed. Yeah. Life was a lot <laughs> less complicated than that bubble than it yep. is out here. Yep. Yep. Um, one that th- uh, was surprised me was Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe was in this. Yeah. That was one that was ah, really out like, of left field. I'm like, did... Did uh, Fortnite have a license to him at the time, or uh, I don't know, or did they just say, "Hey, can we use Snake Eyes?" And they're like, "Sure." Well, I know. So when it was first, when the first issue came out, uh, I told our customer Jeff about it. I was like, "Hey, uh, issue was it three or four? Three, I think. Uh, Snake Eyes is going to show up." He's like, "Okay, now I have to get this because that's ridiculous." Snake Eyes finally fighting Batman. Yeah, well, let's go because I think Snake Eyes is part of IDW license. I think so, yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting to do that. My only problem with him being in this is there's no resolution with him. Like, no, it's just- They hey. fought and then never seen again. Yep. But it was one of those, it's a cool fight because all the Fortnite characters and stuff just lie in the mountains and watch the fight. Oh, It's yeah. like, it was almost like a, there, gamers knew, like, sometimes if you're playing a game- It was just an esport. Yeah. Let's watch these guys battle. Yep. Let's, let's go. Like, who cares about- Oh, we need to kill each other, but let's see this these right. awesome guys fight. And one person jumped in and attacked Batman, and Snake Eyes took him out. <laughs> That's right, what like, cracked me he's up. Mine. Like, hey, this is our fight, not yours. Yeah, stay out of this. Uh, another thing that was really interesting was for the, for the most part, the first two issues zero dialogue. Like yeah. it's all Batman's internal monologue. Because while within the Fortnite bubble too, yes, you lose your memory, but you also are unable to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you communicate with, without being able to speak? And so they did notes and si- some forms of sign language. And What was Catwoman's signal? I swear she did the Spider-Man thwip thing on page 74. And I, Batman's like, I know what that means. And I was like, tell me, Batman, what does that mean? What are you doing? I'm trying to go to it. Um. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it definitely looks like it's Spider-Man's thwip. That's for sure. That that's, That is what that is. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, why does Catwoman want him to Spider-Man or like what's happening here? Uh, <laughs> maybe that's how he holds the battering when he throws it. That's why he knew like, all right, I'm going to get ready to throw the battering. So I'm going to hit him. So he'll be, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing on that. Okay. That that was something I wrote in my notes. I was like, what, what does Catwoman want Spider-Man to do? Yeah. I, I, I did not even didn't even notice I was busy looking at the dialogue. <laughs> I didn't catch that in the hard the uh, hard copy <laughs> I've got doesn't list the pages. Uh, oh. That page right there. It's when Deathstroke has her held hostage. Oh, yeah, okay. And she needs a break free. Uh, you're it's deeper in that. It's right right around the middle deeper. of the book. Um let's see, that is actually it's after the fight with, uh, oh, Snake Eyes. Uh, it's issue, during it's the issue fight. four. I think it was after it's they... before the fish guy, fish stick, shows up. 
Before they can start speaking to each other. No, they can speak here. Oh, my bad. Because that's where, because Deathstroke was outside the bubble also. Hmm. Uh, oh, okay. I see it now. Because this is when uh, Batman was fighting along with uh, Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes basically gave up so Batman could get out. Oh, here we go. It's like the second page of part four. I think, he, I thought I saw it on your book. Did yeah, you I saw it. Okay. I saw okay. it. Uh, yeah, it was interesting to see do the flip flip symbol. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, so overall, I know Laura, you said it was better than you expected it to be. Uh, Jared, what was your overall thoughts on it? Um, I, you know, I, I play Fortnite with my nephew, uh, not an avid fan or anything like that of it, but you know, I, I, play I it enjoy again, since they do the zero build because that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I enjoy playing it with him and it's a good game. Um, this was a good crossover, a good promotional crossover. This wanting to get those codes may get more kids into comics. And what I've been telling people too when they when they buy it for the kid, like, hey, don't let the kid use the code until they read the book. There you uh, go. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, yeah, because yep. you you're not buying just the code; you're buying a book also. Right. Yep, that's right. So uh, just that promotion, the story itself was solid. The art was good. I give this a four out of five. It was. I, we mentioned earlier, it is better than it had any right to be. It really was. I mean, it was a fun story. Yeah, uh, and I think I'm going to do the same. I'll give it four out of five. Uh, my only problem is it, and I, the story does end, but still has a cliffhanger yeah. for, okay, well, we're going to see. And this, and they may still, they may be doing Marvel. Maybe they'll jump back to DC and do another. It, it, so they I, did do, so they did do one more DC book after this. Oh, did that they? That was not included in this trade. That was with the Batman who laughs. Cause it ends with, he was the one that was. Him and Lex Luthor were oh, you know, funding yes. it all. Yeah. So the there was one more issue with, with Batman Who Laughs. Now, my problem is it teased a Metropolis. Yeah. So, like, okay, are we going to get Superman Fortnite then? Right. Right. Um, yeah, because Lex happy. is a Superman villain, right? Yes. Yeah, and I was happy with just, I mean, it had Batman, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Deathstroke. Uh, in the for- <laughs> Yeah, in the Fortnite realm, not outside. Right. Because Jim Gordon shows up later on and stuff like that. But it was really only the four characters. And for this, too, you didn't have to play all the games. No, not at all. To see that story progression. Right. Now, with the current Marvel one, the opposite with that is the Marvel one leans on like, hey, you played the game a little bit more than you did for the Batman one. Because they even mentioned, as seen in Fortnite season whatever, chapter whatever, like, oh, well... That was during the time period I wasn't playing the game, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and to the best of my knowledge, there's no good way to go back and see what that was. So, like, well, this this is unfortunate. Yeah, but I think there's the Marvel one is definitely more okay. Fortnite is getting their hands on it more, so like, hey, this is our story. We want to tie in with a cool. Let's go with it. This one was like, okay, so he got in there. Let's these are the rules. Go with it. Yeah. So there's a little bit more creativity allowed for the Batman Fortnite one than there was for the Marvel one. Um, but yeah, we could see more, more DC Fortnite stuff. Um, I mean, at this point, I I expect GI Joe Fortnite. Yeah. Because why not? Now yep. I don't know if that'll necessarily sell as well versus Batman, other than DC versus Marvel. Like, G.I. Joe is not the, as strong a popular franchise, especially who's the audience for for this? It's the Fortnite audience. It's yeah. not the comic book audience, let's no. be honest. No. So, yes, there are G.I. Joe fans, but that's more the comic book artist, audience than the Fortnite audience. Right. So, if you try to do a G.I. Joe Fortnite, well, I think you're basically ostracizing two groups that there's really no real winner at that point. No. 
But who knows? Uh, Lori, I guess what would you give it out of a five ranking, one being awful, five being great? I think I might even go five because I, I really liked it. I, I, I especially liked at the end where more could happen and um, the one part where they, like Lex says, well, Dr. Sloan, it's time for you to hold up your end of the bargain. And that like is just completely, it's the last page. So Where's obviously there's more going on. She goes, oh, it's already begun. And I think that's what you're saying. It shows that tease of Metropolis. I'm pretty sure what she's showing the next panel is that um, strange energy above the daily uh, planet. Planet, yeah. Well, it's the, you almost said people, didn't you? It's the rift. Uh, it's the en- rift that yeah. Energy yeah. rift. You knew what I meant. But, yeah, sorry, I was trying to figure out who she was, too, uh, so I got confused. She is from Fortnite itself. Yeah. Of the the villains in Fortnite, it's called the Imagined Order. So she's the leader of that group. Okay. So, which is cool that it has that extra yeah. lore. And the fact that Fortnite's main bread and butter is, okay, it's a battle royale. 100 people enter, one person leaves. Everyone dies along the way, or if there's teams, whatever the numbers are, it is what it is. But it resets every time. You start with nothing loadout-wise, yep. you have a pickaxe to harvest your stuff, that's about it. So to have that, and it's been going on for five years-ish. Oh, I think it's been longer than that. I, it's not as long as you'd think it's been. Um, but it, for it to do that for this long and it's still being so popular, like that's pretty impressive to have that much story in by that mode. There's no real narrative missions or anything like that where most games do the most of their storytelling so it's pretty cool from that standpoint to do for this long to go on you're googling it aren't you yep yeah i was going to say she so is fortnite kind of like like i don't play enough fortnite is there sort of a a story that people are here for a reason but they don't know why yet pretty much okay so that's what she's doing in the comic and in the actual game right i mean they so it originally started as just a your battle royale is actually an add-on to a uh, PVE game where you'd come in and you'd fight zombies that are AI and you could build stuff. Then eventually, like, okay, well, here, we'll, we'll add this free mode that you can do battle royale because uh, Player Unknown Battleground, PUBG, was real popular. Like, oh, it's a battle royale. It was a kick, big kick off of that. And Fortnite's like, we basically have that infrastructure. Let's go with that too. Yeah. And it has evolved since... July 21st, 2017. Yeah, so... You're right. So five, five years, years. almost to the day. Um, <laughs> so a week for off. five years, they kept evolving. That's why they, we picked it. They would change the map and they would do hints of like, oh, well, why is this like that? Like, why did that building appear? Why did whatever? And they, they have actually, the last three years, done full-on stories and stuff where some of the characters in the game can talk now. And it's it's evolved quite a bit over, yeah. over the five years. Okay. Um. So yeah, it, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Reference like meteors at some point. Like I feel like other characters interacting with Batman and Catwoman were like, oh, that was around when this happened. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there were with the different seasons. Part of like a uh, meteor would hit, and like all right, this one town yeah. is completely level now. It's a crater now. Yeah, and then oh, went to the future. I think once. And where is the spaceship at now? And okay, now there's swimming. Now there's cars. Now there's you know other things. Like they've slowly added things. I say slowly over the last five years. In fact, again, the fact that it's five years old and it's, they're still making money off of it. They're still making more content. That's incredible for a video game yeah. franchise. Well, they're getting the licensing for it. Like they just had the Marvel, the Spider-Man movie. I think they just had Dr. Strange. 
Uh, yeah, and they have Darth Vader now, right now, and Indiana Jones. Oh, they have and Indy? they do yep. say a lot of games, like, if they have micro-purchases. Micro-transactions. Think, yeah, then that's that's a great way to make money right. now, because you can anybody, you can get all the Spider-Man well, stuff, like it, I was saying. Anybody can play the game. It is a full free-to-play game. You don't. Have, mm-hmm. It doesn't cost you to buy the game at all. And the skins you buy are purely cosmetic. They don't actually check, they don't change the gameplay at all. Nope. So that's, that's the best way with the free-to-play method with this. Okay. It's free to play. You can pay for stuff if you want, but doesn't actually. It's not pay to win. It's pay to just get to support them and to get more content they like. Yeah, and being Spider Man makes you feel awesome. And being Spider Man makes me spend more money. And so. they had the <laughs> Spider Man webs where you could swing from trees and yep. stuff last season. Uh, there's lightsabers in it still, and the stormtrooper blasters. The what are those called? The like pew pews E eighty eight or something uh, like that. Yeah. D- uh, Something like that, yeah. But yeah, you have their blasters still. Like, yeah. And they have toys and Nerf guns and like all sorts of merchandise. Like, good on this team for yeah. making a game that has set itself in video game history. I mean, and they, like I said, they made a comic book that had, that was better than they had any right to be. Right. Right. When I first saw that, I'm like, man, that's got to be stupid. But it really wasn't. And that's why yeah. I wanted you to read it. Because, like, I yeah. know you weren't going to read it. Realistically, neither one of you were going to read no. it just, just because. No. But I was like, well, it's on our bestseller list. And it's actually a good book. Like, that's it, that's like, oh, it's a cheap, cheap pop. Like, oh, it's Fortnite. But also, no, this is actually really good. Which yeah. this is kind of the, I would guess, the reason why DC wanted to do this. Like, hey, let's get people excited to read comic books. Okay, yes, we're you're coming in for the Fortnite, but let's get you to stay for the superheroes yeah. stuff. Yeah, it does make me more curious about the Batman who laughs too, because didn't he set this up somehow? I felt like he yeah. was behind the scenes. He does have some part in it, and like I said, there is a one shot that had the Batman who laughs that you could get when you bought it. You could you got the Batman who laughs laughs skin as well for the game. Um, I have the book. I'll be honest, I haven't read it because I'm not a huge Batman who laughs fan. Um, just that I'm not a fan of the character in general, but I may, with having reread this, I may want to go back. Okay. Now let's see if I can continue on the path and see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me curious. Like I, I was a little curious before, but I just don't care enough about Batman to get into it. But this is enough to make me wonder why was this character driven to do this to Batman and all these characters? Right. Uh, and I'm hoping with the current Marvel stuff that they actually go back and, uh, do a Fortnite comic book series. I don't know who who the publisher would be like, all right, give us the whole story of the battle royale that's gone this far. Like at this point, I'd read it because like I said, I started playing it yeah. and I stopped for a while then I came back to it. There's a lot that happened in between. Yeah. If they, if I can get a comic book storytelling of that, kind of like how we complain about some books, like, oh, it's the direct adaptation of whatever, like the, whatever they do, uh, the prelude to Thor Ragnarok. Okay, it's just Thor and Thor Dark World adapted adapted to comic books. Like, oh, that sucks. But in this case, it would actually be really good because I you can't go back and replay those levels and those stories. Right. Now there might be a YouTube supercut. Right. But if I could read it too, like that could be cool. Right. And who knows if each one of those comes with a different Fortnite skin. Sure, why not? Like, let's get all that in there. Yeah. Yep. Going back side tangent, um, who's writing the Marvel? Fortnite thing. Uh, right it's now. the same person that did the Batman one. It's Christos okay. Cage. Okay, I was gonna say because he should do that one because he's from Amazing Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, Spider Geddon. He wrote all those, so he's well, yeah, designed for Marvel. When the when Batman Fortnite first came out, Mark's like, ah, it's probably nobody." I was like, 
Mark, did you look at who did it? Is it no. And I told him, like, he did a bunch of Spider-Man. He's an actual comic book writer that wrote mm-hmm. this. It's not I've heard of him. a random schmuck like, oh, here, write, here, kid, write this and we'll make money yeah. on that. No, no, they hired a real comic book writer right. to write this. Right. And the one thing I think is cool, it's very Fortnite of, you know, it's not DC and Marvel. It, it, this is based in Fortnite. Uh, the DC one was zero point. This is zero war. Right. So there's a connection there already. Yeah, I I know we've said like, oh, we'll never get a Marvel DC crossover ever again mm, until until what? Disney buys DC because that's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> this might be the middle ground before that. Is, yeah. Okay, Fortnite. All right. Hey, Marvel. Hey, DC. You make a little bit of money. We make a little bit of money. Now, it may be DC, Fortnite, Zero Anthology, and Marvel's Zero Excelsior or something. Yeah. Whatever. Like, okay, we'll alternate weeks where... Technically, you publish half the stuff as DC, and then Marvel publish half the stuff. But if you want the whole story, then you buy both of them. That's again would be bridging the gap between the two. Yeah, that could be cool. And I think of I think all most the, people would get both of all the intellectual properties. It's Fortnite is the best chance of bringing them together mm-hmm. because right now, at, yeah, look at all the money they can make off of it. Yeah, uh, it's similar to the Sony Spider-Man argument. Like, okay, Sony, yes, you can make a little bit of money doing your Spider-Man stuff by yourself. However. If you let Marvel and Disney get involved, you make a lot of money. Yep. Well, I'd rather make a lot of money than just a little bit of money, so let's go with that. Yep. So hopefully that'll bring them together. Help me remember that when we talk about Thor, because that's the the symbiote stuff too, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that is our review of Batman Fortnite Zero Point. Uh, better than it should have been. Agreed. <laughs> um, for next week, we're going to talk about... The Me You Love in the Dark. We've talked about this repeatedly over the podcast with some hints and, you know, with some spoilers and whatnot. But Adrian will be here next week and he loves that book. So we're going to talk about that one with full spoilers and full rereading this. I'm curious how it's going to reread as a full one, you know, binge read versus the week to week, monthly at a time. But I'm excited for it because I enjoyed it before. I'm sure I'll enjoy it again. So... Moving on, we'll talk about, uh, I guess I should say, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. The three of us, we went and saw it on Friday with a couple friends of ours that we met. Uh, we had din- well, I guess I met at the store. We had dinner beforehand because, like, well, we're all hungry, so let's eat. Yep. And we'll watch the movie because, hey, they're showing every half hour, so it doesn't matter what time we get done eating. We can just go whenever. Uh, two and a half hours long. It is Thor four, the fourth movie, the first ever MCU movie that has a fourth part to it by themselves. Because uh, I mean, Avengers sort Avengers of, the, sort of their of own did. thing. Everyone had their own trilogy. This one's con- continuing on. Right. Um, Jared, what is your overall thoughts? I enjoyed it. Um, Natalie Portman, her character obviously is the new Thor. Jane Foster. Jane She's Foster, the mighty Thor. The mighty Thor. Um. She was very much like her character in the first two movies, kind of quirky, bit nerdy. Um, but actually developed. But actually developed a little bit more. Um, she has cancer now, just kind of like what they did in the comics. And Stage four cancer. Yeah. Not, not like not a lowercase cancer. Yeah, like, no, stage no. four. She's it's dying. Terminal. Yeah. Um, they had a montage of them two kind of dating and stuff, and Thor was drunk one night and said into the hammer, uh, always protect Jane, and it kind of you know, did some magic. And so when she had cancer and went to the hammer, it reformed from Hela 
destroying it pretty much. From Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, from Thor Ragnarok. So that's how she became the mighty Thor because the hammer, you know, Thor said protect her and... Best way to protect her is turn her into a god. Yep, pretty much. So it was a very good concept with bringing her in. Yeah, thank you. I missed that part. So I was always like, how does she, like, what is going on? I didn't realize I was drunk that Thor, <laughs> that Thor kind of cast a spell too. Yeah, yeah. and cool. I like that they retconned, I guess. Like in the movies, we never saw their relationship. Like we saw Not them really. in the first one and that was about it. Yeah. Um, I think she, was Natalie Portman even in Thor 2? She, she was in 2. She was in 2 a lot. Yeah, she, she was the she main focus the of 2. She had the red stuff oh, infect that's right. her. Yeah. That's right. And then she wasn't in 3. Right. So, like, they just randomly disappeared. Like, yeah. And she's gone. Yep. Versus this one, it had a good, with Korg being the narrator, of how they grew apart from their yeah. in hot and intense relationship to, like, starting to cool off and distance themselves yeah. and turning into them being exes at a certain point. Right. Um, Laura, what was your overall thoughts on it? I, I did enjoy it. I expected a different ending, but that's okay. Um, I'm really curious now that I've heard some more, the, the big thing that I want to find out more about is that the Necro Sword is supposed to actually be connected to the symbiote somehow. I'm not sure if it is a symbiote or if it's attached to a symbiote, the Klingtar. it is a symbiote, okay. but I'm not positive. And yeah, that is one thing where, okay, symbiotes are owned by Sony. Yeah. And that's, or symbiotes is with Spider-Man, which is owned by Sony, ultimately. So like, how is that going to work, sort of? And they don't, but they don't really address it completely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, like, I don't think in this movie you know anything about the sword potentially yeah. having a symbiote I mean, there's attached. no Uncle Ben in, in the Marvel universe. Well, that we know of. That we know of, uh, you I know mean, what I mean? So, they, well, they, but they, they refer to him a little bit, though. Right. And they, they kind of did a visual hint towards it because when Gore, right? That's his name? Uh, yeah. Yeah, when Christian he, Bale. Yeah. When he first got oh, the sword, I didn't know that. Uh, there is like a darkness infection that goes inside him. Yeah. So like that's the symbiote mm. taking, like corrupting him sort of as well. So mm, it's like, okay. oh, that's kind of a slow key, like subtle way of hinting yeah. towards it. And he was a good villain too. He Christian was. Bale did a good job. He did a really, like everyone's like, ah, but you know, the original in the comic books, he doesn't have a nose, but this one he does. Like who cares? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care <laughs> about on. that at all. If he didn't is it Voldemort or not? I'd say, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the joke. Like, okay, if, he, if they take it away, then you're going to complain, oh, he looks just like Voldemort. Well, there is no winning thing no. with that. It, it is what it is. No. And, but his reasoning for becoming the bad guy in this was... It was very it good. It was really good. His entire race was, you know, worshiping this one god. He was the last of it. Him and his daughter the last one. His daughter died. Then all of a sudden he went to the god and the god's like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually care about you. We'll just make more humans that will worship us. We don't care about you at all. Yeah. Like, but I sacrificed this, that, and the other. Eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, well, thank you. Yeah, and of course that makes Gore super angry, and the the necromancer, right? What's the, the name of the sword? Nec- um, the, the necro sword. The necro sword like calls out to him, similar to Mjolnir does yep. with Thor. Goes to him, and that's the god killer sword, and he kills him, and does you know he turns into the god killer, yeah, the god butcher actually, yeah, is what they call him. Um, one thing that's interesting. To me is so apparently there is like a four hour cut of this movie. I read about that. That 
Was uh, it, there's Taiki somebody in Waki, whatever the director Taiko uh, Taiko Watini, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he had to cut it down from four hours to like two and a half. <laughs> that supposedly had Jeff Goldblum in it, had Peter yeah. Dinklage as the giant dwarf in it. Like, yep. It, my guess it would have more of him butchering everything, more serious tone. But like, all right, well we have to trim it down. That's a lot of trimming to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm reluctant because I hated the Snyder cut. Because <laughs> it because it was too long. Still, it was too much yeah, filler. Still, it was very very yes, long. Yes, the story was but better it, than the theatrical, but it was yeah. still too much filler. But I'm hoping maybe maybe Disney decides. Okay, you know what? Disney Plus exclusive. Here's the extra long cut now with all that extra footage and stuff too. Yeah, I could be interested in that. I'd like, be fine with that as long as this guy wasn't so focused on let's do everything in slow motion. Right. That's why we make it extra well, long. Yeah, let's have it in slow motion and random Norse women singing uh, while the hero walks into the ocean. Uh, <laughs> as long as we don't get something like that, like, I forgot about that. As long as, long as it's <laughs> actually relevant to the yeah. project, sometimes we block out memories to help, like. Protect Cope. ourselves. Oh, yeah. the Snyder Cut was great. Then you bring that up, you're like, crap. <laughs> the Snyder... Okay, so tangent time. The Snyder Cut story was better than theatrical. Very much so. Was the better? Was the movie itself better, though? I would say the movie itself was equal. Because there is such thing as too much footage and, like, okay, we got to trim the fat at some point. Like, yeah. Um, yes, the joys of the Snyder Cut is... There is no limits. We can do as long as we want. We can, we can go as far, you know, we can do as much as we want with it. Yeah. We can. You're right. It didn't really but just make because the mover better. It just added yeah. so much more to it. To to quote Jurassic Park. It's just going to say. You asked if you could. You never asked if you should. Right. Like, someone should have asked if they should do that much stuff. Like, okay. The Snyder Cut could have been... Three hours long. It'd been be- it'd been great then. Yeah, but uh, four out, hours. Women singing. There was just too much of. Okay, move along. Yep. Like we don't need the camera to pan and stay and hold and whatever. Like yeah, we need to move it forward. Yes, it's dramatic effect, but when it's ninety percent drama, there's and there's ten percent story. That means the drama is down to about sixty percent. Right. And the story is only about ten. That's only seventy percent. Come on, that's way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I was multitasking and looking at other things and like every once in a while I'd look up and be like, nope, they're still on that same like frame even. We, it, it we was actually bad. stopped the movie in the middle of the day. We were both off that day. All right, stop. Let's go take a nap and then come back and finish it because yeah. it's just that long. But And boring. Anyway, like. anyway, but hopefully if they ever do a full extended cut of Love and Thunder, that could be good. Yeah, I that'd mean, be fun. There, there could be, there's potential there. Um. Yeah, because I agree. I think they could have done a lot more with the God Butcher. Like, he, they talked a lot off screen about what he did. Like, he, yeah, he, we didn't oh, he, actually see him butchering a whole bunch of gods. But we, because we saw him kill his god originally. Yeah. Then there was the giant god where they found Sif missing her arm. Oh, that, yeah. That was about it. Like, uh, the rest yeah. of like, oh, there's a threat. He's, a going, to, he's going to kill everybody. that they show, showed, like, on a TV, like, or not a TV, but like a, Projecting projection. It or was something. the Guardians of the Galaxy paging for help. Yeah, that's it. Where, that's what it was. Or no, it was Guardians that were receiving help calls. Yeah, and eventually they got Sif, and that's where they went to that. But it was like a whole bunch of other people, like, oh, we need help, we need help, we need help, we need help. That could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now one would assume it was probably him. It was the God Butcher killing everything around, right? But we don't know that for sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, what do you guys think about the Guardians of the Galaxy's role in this? 
I agreed with you that they kind of seemed superfluous. It was tacked they, on. Yeah, it was just well, because was he just was to wrap left up with them. Endgame. Yeah. I mean, not even to wrap up Endgame because to me it reminds me a lot of the Star Wars sequel trilogy of like, hey, we're setting you up to go with this. No, I don't want to do that. We'll undo that. Yeah, because like, hey, we're setting up to be Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but we want a Thor story, not a Guardians of the Galaxy story. So, all right, well, he's leaving like in the first 20 minutes. And when he's with them, he's super powerful. We set that up. Yes, he's a god. He's super powerful. Yeah. But it was too much comedy. Like, even when they did the Jean-Claude Van Damme lay perfect split thing with the two vehicles coming after him. Yeah. That was kind of like, okay, that's cool. But also with the... that whole sequence does not fit with the tone of the movie. Yeah, that like, and there were other spots I felt that too, where they tried to force comedy into the story where it wasn't really needed. Although I will admit there was one part of the comedy that I loved throughout the whole thing, and that was the goats. Oh, I loved that. The oh, goats yeah. were great throughout the, the whole thing. Goats were mm-hmm. awesome. Like, that was a that was beating a, a dead horse joke, but it kept getting funnier it every did. time. Like it was like, okay, that one. That one can stick around. Yeah. I love that joke. Yep. I believe they're beating a dead goat. No, the goats are perfectly alive. <laughs> uh, but like, so, yeah, with the beginning with him, you know, saving, the, like, oh, it's cool to see him be a, like, super awesome god. He saved all these people with not paying attention to and just still destroying everything. Like, right. oh, yeah, thanks for saving us, but you kind of destroyed our whole city. Yeah. Uh, but I saved you. Yeah, but we're not going to try to think about that because we'll get angry and sad. Yeah. So yeah, here. I loved how the one guy specifically said that. Don't bring it up. It, it's hurting me too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so like that just felt like, okay, fine. We can't not address the guardians. Okay, here we go. And, and they had a little workout montage also of him getting back into right, shape. Where he's not fat Thor anymore. Yep. Like, um, so yeah, like that was like, uh, it was... It was fine. Like, it was and good I, to see the Guardians. Like, good to see that they're still doing their yeah, thing. But I can't even tell you why they split up anymore. Uh, because they they need to go their separate ways so that way Thor can save his friend while the Guardians are still saving other people. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't catch that in the movie. Uh, it was very much the impression of, like, the, okay, house guest, isn't it about time for you to hit the road because you're going to be late to whatever? Like, hey, it's been cool. Are you Get sure you don't need to leave? Though? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was very similar to that, I yeah. thought. Um, like, oh, yes. It, crap. We need you. You are super powerful. Okay, we don't actively need you right now. Oh, look, someone else needs you. Why don't you go save them? And then if we need to meet up later, we can. But otherwise, go do that. Um, I miss Darcy. Yeah, um, I mean, she was she in there was, briefly. She was in there briefly and everything, but... Uh, we saw her more in WandaVision. She didn't need to be in this movie. I mean, yeah, it was good to I see the... Like, her friendship was yeah. still there, though, because, yeah. I mean, the first two movies, it was Jane Foster and Darcy. And Darcy. They, were, they were partners. And yep, and in WandaVision, and Darcy's off on her own. Right. And so, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, the, yes, you, lab partners come and go. They do different things. Right. And, like, ultimately, okay, in your time of need, yes, I'll still come out and visit with you and, you know, whatever. Yep. So, it was, it was a good to see her. Yes. I'm glad she wasn't throughout the whole thing because she wasn't really necessary. No, not at all. Um, I just like the character. Yes, she's a very she's fun funny. Character. You know, I loved in the first Thor. She kept calling Mew the Mew. hammer Mew Mew. <laughs> um, so, what did you think about the dynamic between the love triangle between Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, and Thor? Did not like it. Um, the hammers never showed any personality before this. That's pretty accurate, yeah. You know, or any type of 
And yeah, they were magical and kind of come if you summon them. You'd... But they weren't fully sentient yes. beings. Here it's like they were. I didn't care for that as much. At least. I didn't it, like it, it. It didn't ruin the movie. At or least it seems Stormbreaker like is more so than yeah. Mjolnir. Mjolnir was still ultimately a tool. Like, no, yeah, pretty I, much. I'm enchanted. I do whatever. Uh, the one scene that stands out to me was with like the Red Cross scene or whatever. And, uh, or no, it was at the new Asgard. They're trying to form a plan of how to do this. And uh, Jane's out with Mjolnir and Thor's like pining. You're like, oh, I miss Mjolnir. And then it comes into the side. It looks like it yeah. has a deadpan stare at him. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was funny and cheesy, but also. A little bit out of left That's field. That's one of those things where I thought the comedy was being forced. Right. Like, we're not in a relationship drama, yeah. dramedy at this point. Like, right. why are we doing that? Right. It, it's a weapon. It's a tool. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have romantic feelings towards whatever. Yep. I mean, if nothing else, it should go back to Groot because, hey, it was Groot's hand. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, loved Mjolnir in this, how it could break apart. The machine gun Mjolnir yeah. thing. Where, that was yeah. cool. She just like chucked it and it broke apart and destroyed everything. And then she like summoned it to back to form. She, the hammer was still, or the handle of the hammer was still intact. It was the head of the hammer that could yeah. break apart. Um, it reminds me a lot of the current Jane Foster in the comics, comic books where she's Valkyrie. Uh, so it was in the, I think it was Secret Wars when she became Valkyrie, more or less, where the ultimate Mjolnir from the ultimate universe got destroyed. She found the handle and it can turn into this weird magic shape shifting goo stuff thing. And sometimes she holds it like a stick, like how the handle of Mjolnir is. Mm -hmm. So it kind of reminded me a lot of that where like, Oh, we could see here in the future, like potentially in secret wars. Cause she dies at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we're, this is the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Spoilers, this whole so. Thing's spoilers. <laughs> uh, so we Extra could, we could see in secret wars where, okay, well maybe she, when she gets the Valhalla at the end and the post credits, maybe she just decides I still have work that needs to be done. Yeah. Like I still can do more. Like I just really, I just became a God. I got the taste of this and now I'm dead. Like, come on, there's nothing we can do about this. Right. So they could potentially bring her back with that. Yep. I am glad they did kill her off. Um, it because didn't seem like Natalie Portman wanted to do the movies. This was a very good send off for her. Yes. If they want to be, if she, if she wants to. Yes. I think, I mean, that was the biggest thing. The reason why they got her is they said, Hey, you're not going to be this damsel in distress, you know? Yeah. Side character that, what is it? The uh, phrase, the characters in the refrigerator, the girls in the refrigerator is whatever the meme is like, Oh, oh they're, yeah. They're just, they're just there just to be the motivation right. for the hero. Like, no, no, you are going to be an awesome, powerful, yeah. whatever. And she was great. Okay, so she signed up for that. I mean, she signed up to be yeah. to be Thor at that and point. She, she, and she worked out. She bulked up. She, yeah. And I loved her nerdiness of like- I did right, too. What do I, all right, I need a catchphrase. She's, oh, still yeah. that, she's still that dorky nerd right. from the first movie, but- I'm, How would any of us actually- like, okay, okay, if any of us become Thor, okay, well, this is cool. Let's have fun with this. Like, yeah. yes, we're, you know, there's, you know, serious moments, but also why not have a catchphrase? Right. So like the whole, her workshopping it and everything. And yeah. The one she came up with was dorky and she actually used it at the end. You're like, oh, wow. But it <laughs> worked so well. Uh, yeah. The dynamic between her and Valkyrie was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Chemistry, on-screen yeah. chemistry with them too. Like it worked out really well. Yep. Overall, the cast, I think, really worked well with each other the entirety of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my ultimate favorite joke, though, that they did put in there, which 
isn't a joke unless you know, uh, Korg, he found his life partner, Dwayne. Yes. And they are rock people. So Dwayne. it's Dwayne the, the rock. rock. So like, that's Johnson. Uh, uh, so like, that's just fun. Like yeah. that was a cool added touch. Like, okay, I see what you did there. And I approve that. That's a good one. Yep. The only way, like only way it could have been equally as good if it had been Chris, if it had been Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Or, I think I like Dwayne better. Or better yet, yeah, if it was Dwayne, but it was voiced by Chris Rock. That, <laughs> that could have been, been cool. good, yep. Uh, but yeah, and then, and then they had a Kid Rock as a child. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, one, one other thing that irked me a little bit was you can tell who their favorite band is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Guns N' Roses. I'm pretty sure there were four songs that were in there, three or four songs that were Guns N' Roses, and one of them played twice. Like, really? Come on. And the fact that the, the um, Heimdall's kid na- renamed himself Axel as an Axel yeah. Rose, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. Yep. Like, uh, okay, this is a little much, guys. It's yep. a little bit. I think that overall, that's my take of this is yeah, it's a little much. Everything was just a little bit too much. Yes. The comedy, like, it was too much at times. It was forced. It was like, this is ridiculous. You know, not in a good way. I think... It would have done better if they would have cut the whole Guardians thing or just a little left. Like, okay, yeah, I was with the Guardians, but I'm doing my own mission. Go. Yeah. Like, if they would have cut that first 20 minutes out of that over-the-top comedy, the rest of the comedy would have been fine. It would have been spr- sprinkled in through here. But how strong it started, I think that was my... Yeah. Like, ugh. Yep. It, it started too strong. Uh, the stuff with Zeus was really good. I thought I liked oh, that. I liked that. Oh, that, yeah. that. Yeah, that was yeah, really good. I loved how Thor said... Oh, he was kind of my inspiration. You kind of looked at him and was like, oh, yeah, I can totally see the the god of lightning, the god of thunder, like yeah, that, that correlation. It works really well. And his tutu. That was cool, too. Yep. <laughs> and I, I like how Thor it was, was inspired by that. No, but it was no. funny, though. But I did like how it's like, oh, but by the end of the movie, you, really, you kind of realize Zeus knew what was up the whole time because he tried to keep Thor in... The mm-hmm. city's like no, no one can leave. You know, right. we're we're not going after them. You we're can't safe. Leave. We're safe if we're here. Like, yeah, yeah. He may destroy the whole world, but who cares about or the whole universe? But who cares about the universe? Yeah, he's not going to get we're, to that we're ultimate God. goal. It reminds you a lot of uh, the first guy that got killed by the sword. Like, oh, I don't care about you, life beings. I'm yeah. I, I as a god am selfish, and I don't care about any of y'all. Like, you don't matter. You you last oh a lifetime of your mortal lives. Eh, who cares? Like. Zeus had that same mentality, like, uh... Yeah, but he had also had the knowledge to don't give the enemy what they want, so... I mean, to a degree, yeah. To a degree, I'm not... Uh, there's that combination, right. you know what I mean? It's like, no, he didn't care about everybody. He was very selfish, and he was saving his own skin by trying to keep Thor there. And who was the actor that played... Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, that's right. It was a weird accent, oh. but it was kind of... I mean, it worked, because... Yeah. It, it was a over-the-top character on yeah. Zeus, too. Like, it was not the what you would picture in your head, yep. like, oh, the king of the gods. Like, no, no. He was the showman of the yeah. gods. Yeah, uh, Matt Damon and his acting crew came back. Oh, yep. yeah. That was that fun was to fun. see. To see the recap of Thor. Yep. Um, yeah. And the post-credits, we get a glimpse of Hercules. Yep. Roy Kent from uh, Ted Lasso. I, I don't know the actor's real name, but like, oh, it's Roy Kent. Uh, he's he's a fun character, fun actor on yep. Ted Lasso. My only issue is, you think Hercules is very bodybuilder esque. He's pretty slim. Like, yeah, yes, he does have the chest hair that Hercules has. He does have that. 
But that's about like <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm curious to see if he'll if they'll try to have him bulk up between now and whenever they actually have him in a movie. Then yeah, I would probably say they will. Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, you if look they at didn't. the workout regimens. They all had all the other. Look at you know yeah. Chris Hemsworth and Jane. Chris Evans and you know all of those guys got huge. Right so, now, I'm not saying I don't know. I'm torn because like that's not healthy either. To the, like no, not really to bulk up that much and then do your thing and then oh, I'm done bulking up. Right. I'm gonna let it go. But I mean, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But I mean, I like the actor. So like, yeah, same I'm here. Cool with it going forward. Like, yep, well, I I think he fits the role very well. Yeah. I liked how this finally, like, I've read a lot of stories where Hercules is kind of a jerk and I never understood why. And this sets up for the reason why he is kind of mad at other heroes and, like, has a reason to kind of get revenge. Yeah, I so. feel like it's going to be a, originally, yes, I'm going to attack you because I was told to by dad. Then yeah. I realize, oh, wait, you're not really a bad dude. But... And, and another thing is Thunderbolts. They could be having him set up for they, the Thunderbolts. They could set him up with Thunderbolts, uh, with the, quote, evil heroes turning into, or the evil villains turning into heroes, yeah. an evil version of the hero. Or we could, what I'm hoping they'll do is, okay, Thor 5, whatever they call it, Thor versus Hercules, kind of like Godzilla versus Kong, where you find out there's <laughs> another villain instead, where, all right, God, Thor versus Hercules. And then, oh, wait, what other god could be a villain? Ares. Yep. We have, okay, they team up to go against Ares, the god of war, instead. Yep. So, like, that could be cool because, I mean, he's Ares has been in the comic books forever. Um, and I think it was Ares that was the Hercules or it was the Thor in the Dark Avengers. Yes. So, no, Herc. It was Ares, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? That was the god of, was the god in the Dark Avengers? Could be. I think you're right. So, like, that'd be. Again, setting up that, too. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, l I enjoyed the movie. Some of it was a little too much over the top. Um, but all in all, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Dark Avengers had Ares, Hawkeye, Sentry, a, Sp a Spider-Man, Dokken, <laughs> a, a Ms. Marvel, which was uh, Moonstone. Moonstone. Uh, mm. Sentry was just basically Superman. Uh, Hawkeye was actually played by Bullseye. Yep. Uh, and Ares was the Thor equivalent. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, we could see the beginnings of a Dark Avengers with that. Possibly. Even. I mean, again, that is major speculation. Yeah. yeah. They could do Hercules in that role instead, even. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, so, instead of a one to five rating, I want to say compared to the three movies of Marvel that came out this year, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. What would you rank them, top, best to worst? Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Spider-Man's always at the top. I, I think uh, Spider-Man is the best one of the three. I'm torn it's between Doctor apples Strange and... oranges, and, though. Yeah, um, it is. But I am torn between Doctor Strange and Thor, uh, on which one I like better. Um, <laughs> I like Doctor Strange better. I. Yeah. Although I do agree that you needed WandaVision for Doctor Strange to have the power. Right. That Maybe without so, WandaVision, it wouldn't have been. Because, quite yeah, that, without that the. If you're following just the MCU movies. The movies. Yeah, then you'd have no idea what Wanda. You kind of missed something. Thor, I mean, they hinted a little bit, but it definitely helps significantly. Yeah. Um, I think with that alone, Thor is better. 
Because it yeah. is just it's just pure, mo- pure movies. Yeah. Yeah, Thor can stand on its own, whereas Doctor Strange, I feel like you really need WandaVision or it's not as good. Yeah. Um I think I'm still gonna have Doctor Strange second place though. Um just I don't know. The story was less coherent, I thought. Then, I mean, the Thor story is a lot more coherent. Like, you could easily follow oh, yeah. everything, yeah. no problem. But I think the amount of comedy just detracted a little bit away it's from it. Like, same eh, here. just enough. Yeah. That, because I, I mean, I will factor in WandaVision to make yeah. Doctor Strange. And America much Chavez was a great character. She really was. The actress did a wonderful job. We got Bruce Campbell. Yeah. We got Bruce <laughs> Campbell hitting himself. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I think it's just barely, I would put Doctor Strange is just barely yeah. ahead of Thor. That, and I think it was a little bit different from other Marvel movies we've seen because uh, it was a bit more horror-esque. It wasn't full yeah. horror. I don't think it had elements of horror. Yes. Which that's what they kind of marketed it as too, right. you know. So, you know, trying something different. Right. Uh, any other last thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah. Going way back. If people actually kind of enjoyed um, Stormbreaker having that personality, you need to find the comic Barbaric, because that was about this axe that had a bloodlust, and the axe had a personality and was, like, trying to convince the person holding him, hey, let's kill everybody, I'm thirsty. It was more of the devil on the shoulder than the angel on the shoulder, yeah. but, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I do remember that comparison was, when we talked about it in the theater, like, oh, this is kind of like Barbaric, where mm-hmm. the axe has its own personality. Hidden. Now it's definitely not the same. Yeah, but, but it's a, the a, a, a an axe with a personality yeah. that fights stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's one reason I was okay with Stormbreaker having a personality. I'd seen weapons with personality before. So yeah, it's like okay, this this is jives yeah. for me. I mean, it didn't like ruin the story for me or anything. I was like, whatever. That's I don't like that, but it didn't right. like. Ruin anything it's for It's not me. a deal breaker. Yeah. So. It's a storm, it's a storm breaker. breaker. <laughs> Hit the button. Uh, <laughs> bump Because uh, I think this is the sad noise. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that well, works just as well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rim shot sound effect is not on the channel that's recording. So I oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that is our take on Thor Love and Thunder. Overall, I'd say if you're a fan of the MCU, definitely worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to. You really don't have a choice. I mean, you do have a choice <laughs> to be out of the know, but it's definitely worth watching, I, th- I think. Uh, if, if you're this deep into the MCU, just take that Just step. go for it. It's better than <laughs> Morbius, folks. Yeah. So. Honestly. It, is that still technically MCU, though? Uh, no, that's, no, that's Sony. Sony. That's, okay, yeah. That's SCU. It had the multiverse stuff, <laughs> right. you know, hitting pieces but not not overall um how many movies has mcu done now a lot 25 30 a lot lot. plus it shows they really haven't put out anything bad you know what i mean (laughs) their marvel proper has not put out anything bad their worst has been okay right thor love and thunder of the three we mentioned this you know, that came out this year so far was the weakest one of the three. However, it was still better than Thor two. Agreed. Um, and Thor two wasn't a bad movie. It was kind of pointless. It was pointless. The only thing it really did was introduce the red infinity stone. It was very forgettable. 
Yes. Um, this one, I think, is definitely memorable. If nothing else, we forgot to mention, the kids with all the enchanted powers of Thor. Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. That was comedy. That was ridiculous. Yep. But that one worked really well. That one really worked well. really well. Because they like built This up- whole time, he's trying to build an army to go to this place. Never gets his army. Gets there. His army's there. Well, and the whole point the of his mission was to save the kids of Asgard. Yeah. yeah. And he's actually doing that. Yep. And so. the little girl's, what, bunny, bunny rabbit. rabbit turns into a has weapon. Heat, has, yeah. like, laser eyes and everything. It was great. It yeah. was over the top wonderful. That part was just great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is our take on Thor Love and Thunder. Let us know what you think of the movie by coming to the store and telling me, and I will talk about it on the podcast later, probably. Or shoot us an email or... Messages. Or just yell to the high heavens and eventually we'll <laughs> act like we heard it. There Find ways to comment on the different medias we've got. Yeah. Like, uh, especially MySpace. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we move on to the final section of the podcast. That is our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book or otherwise that Jared always forgets about. So I'll let all... But, nope, nope. You guys reminded me before the podcast started okay. today, so I'm so, ready. Okay. Well, in that case, you can still go last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. With my hero of the week is our customer, Tim. He helped me find this brand new laptop uh, last week as a really good price, really good deal. And he actually came into the store today. I was like, hey, it came in. He's like, oh, cool. And I was like, do you want to see it? He's like, sure, why not? And he works IT at a local uh, factory around here. And he's like, oh, well, here, I can help optimize it better. And he got rid of some of the bloatware. He's like, okay, now it has this trick and that trick. And uh he had me install this NVIDIA software thing, which is really cool. It has a built-in green screen. Oh, that nice. You can do, and it doesn't have to be like actual green screen behind you. It has it uses its AI to figure out what's human and what's not. So oh, it, cool. it can blur the entire background. Like even with our background here in the basement, like, oh, all those random games and whatnot, it'll use the algorithm to figure out that's not a person and block that out. You can change it to whatever. Oh, that's and everything. cool. Like that's, that's cool. So thank you, Tim, for helping me find a laptop and, Helping me for about an hour doing the updates and everything, getting rid of some, getting rid of some bloatware, and really getting it into the way it should be for my computer. So thank you, Tim, and I hope that it'll help my podcast editing speed a lot faster because the other computer is pretty slow. So this one should do better. Laura, who's your hero of the week, comic book or otherwise? I was going to steal from last week. I said Nurgul last week, but I think I should say my brother Brian this week. But still, kind of the same reason. We went on our trip to Kazakhstan and we survived, I think, because my brother was there to to tell me, hey, don't do that. Hey, we, we need to get on the plane. Hey, let's keep this going. <laughs> and he helped booking the the flights and- 100% and did the, it. And Not the transportation helped. to get there and yeah. everything. So good job, Brian. Yeah, he let me piggyback. It's Brian's fault. Good job, Brian. <laughs> All right, and Jared, save the best for last. Who is your hero of the week, comic book uh, or otherwise? I'm going to go with my nephew, Carter. He's, uh, whenever he stays with us during the summers and everything like that, he's always helping out with the dog. He's got that dog trained very well. Like, I haven't done a whole lot of training with the dog. But so he'd help us train Peter. <laughs> he'd probably he'd probably love it. He's really good at it. It's like I didn't even know he trained her to do some of this stuff at, when he first showed me. I'm like, holy crap, you've been really working with her. And he's just really good with the dog, you know, outside making sure today they were out. He filled up her pool and was they were out playing and, Wore her you out. know, he, he's just a good kid all the way around. Just always very helpful around the house. All right. So with that, we'll say thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we plan on being back next week. It'll be me, Jared, and Adrian will be here. Laura will be off at work. Sorry, Laura. 
I'm just fighting with Adrian. That's the only reason I work. Yeah, the, the feud's back on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the book again for next week? Uh, we're talking about The Me You Love in the Dark. It okay. was our book club book for next week. Got it. Uh, thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And yeah, we will see you all next week.